Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dan Jers, and I'm your host slash Crypt Keeper. So for this episode, because we ran into a little more scheduling weirdness, this will be another of what one of our listeners has dubbed our Imhot episodes. We'll be back to the A-plot in our next episode, but for this one, let's torture Daniel some more. Hello, my name is Daniel Cruz. I play Imhotep the Mummy once again. Oh my god. Yay! Yeah! Good for you! <laughs> and last session, so many awful things happened. So many amazing things happened. So many amazingly awful things happened. I got my ears and my eyes switched. Wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> Threw myself into a stream of magic. Came back out dead and even more undead in hell somehow. <laughs> Landed in Stygia. Got to meet Levistus, who is a wonderful person. Just a great guy. I trust him with my life. He seems like a cool dude. Um, I also got to drive a warthog, as in Halo Combat Evolved Warthog. <laughs> Um, I made a new friend to add onto my pile of pets because I have Azizi, I've got Sparkles, and now I've got Thanatos, the ancient white dragon. I thought he was talking about Gary. <laughs> oh, I'm Gary. I was not talking about Gary, Gary, or Gary. By the way, I had to help have Thanatos help me fight some dude named Gary and his friend Gary and his other friend Gary. Hi, Garys. Oh. All right, I am terrified to ask, but... Garys, do you have a recap? Uh... It sounds like no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool, that makes this easy. Let's go ahead and jump back into Nessus, since Imhotep has died again and is right back where he started. So yeah, Imhotep gets up, dusts himself off, looks over at Asmodeus, just gives him a nod. <laughs> and Asmodeus, with a bit of a blank expression on his face, says to you, I have to say you've been far more stubborn and tenacious than even I expected for you to still be going under all this time. Stygia does tend to be the layer that breaks most people, and yet you still continue on. I'm impressed. I had to help build the pyramids. It was not a easy task. So that would have been just through to this side. I knew it had to have been something treacherous to make you desperate enough to put on that ring. Did I put on the ring? Roll Arcana. I'm asking, like, this is this is a Daniel to Dan question. Did I put on a ring? I don't remember. If you look down at your finger, you can see you have no recollection of putting on this ring. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> but you can see upon your finger the witch's ring that you receive from man oh, who is no. too long. Uh, you want me to still roll arcana? Yes. 22. With your 22, you can see as you look at the skull insignia on it that the mouth is very subtly silently moving and whispering into unknown ears. Ooh. I kind of move the skull to my ear to see if I can hear it. You can faintly feel a little bit of movement of breath, but you aren't able to catch Ew. 
most of the words. You do get the fleeting sense that it is chronicling what is happening to you. Oh, no. <laughs> hmm. Do I just use a remove curse on this shit? Just like right now, because I do not like this. I mean, that's up to you. Yeah. I mean, you at one point what? you found it was it was useful. <laughs> I did not. Well, you don't remember. <laughs> so Emotep does know that all he has to do is cast a remove curse spell to take it off, right? Yes. He's going to leave it on. All right. Duly noted. Asmodeus will follow up with that, seeing your momentary confusion. Ah. Uh, I see that this has had a number on you. What is the last thing you remember? A three-headed Gorgon monster throwing walls of ice at me and making me die again. Also a great big dragon. He was really cool, though. <laughs> I liked him. I see. Well, have a good rest of your trip. I will follow up on that, but you're not going to remember anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, immediately casts Stone Shape on the boulder and turns it back into the staff that he had the last time he went to go do his stuff. Still not going shield, huh? Nope, staff. <laughs> We're staying thematic. Brave. <laughs> I gotta give you props for theming. So yeah, he's got his staff and he's kind of got a weird amount of pep in his step for the guy who's died a bunch of times and having to make the same walk over and over again, but he's just like, all right, I'm, I'm getting there. This is getting slightly easier. But, um... As he is walking back through Nessus, he's going to hold the ring close to his mouth. I know you are listening. I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want from the Devil Lords down here. I'll play along for now. Though, I reserve the right to rescind that at any moment. And he just carries on walking. Excellent. So you make your way through the barren landscape of Nessus as you are making your way up the rickety rope and wood steps along the cliff face. You push your way through the storm-stricken mountains of Kania. Takes a stop outside, takes a deep breath in. <sighs> okay, Chansey, let's get this over with. As you plunge yourself into the laboratory of Mephistopheles, and I will hand this off to Jordan. Uh, so as you say, all right, Chansey, let's get on with it. You see a different wisped cat walk up to you and go, Hi, I'm Murph the Replaceable. Chansey has lived up to their expectation. Please spin the wheel. I just stares at Murph the Replaceable. It's a d20? Yep. All right. That's a six. What you got for me, Murph? I'm not getting the same amount of enthusiasm. <laughs> Murph's not so excited to be here. All right, with a six. Hey, Murph, same. <laughs> Character cannot control the volume at which he speaks. Oh, no. So every time I talk, I have to roll a d6, and on an odd number, I'm shouting it. And even you whisper. Okay, so let's see. So Murph says, do you feel anything different? Any symptoms? Any new limbs? No, I don't feel anything at all! I guess this one was a dud. Okay, move along. Thank you! <laughs> oh, God. I appreciate you yelling away from the mic. <laughs> Spare poor Dan's ears. I'm trying. I'm okay, like, I can move right scream this and peek everyone's mics and make it the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... So you move right <laughs> along and you march your way out of Cania towards where the storm begins to recede a little bit. 
and where you had previously started to see the first signs of life and activity around here, you are seeing nothing. Things seem to have slowed down generally around you. And this continues as you exit Cania and head towards Maladomini. As you march your way out of the storm into the cave system towards the inner metropolis, there is far less activity generally in and all around the city. All of the ice devils that were guarding the entrance seem to have long since gone. Things seem oddly barren, even for the barren layers of hell down in the lower half. And you notice that trend continue as you make your way to the doors of Balzabul. Jordan, take it away. As Ball is kind of going through some paperwork on their desk, they look up and see you and go, Oh, lost soul. It's been some time. How many laps has it been now? It's been quite a few, yeah. Yes, yes, it's been a hundred years you've been down here now. You're quite tenacious. His eye, he just, just stare. He just stares. I'm sorry, what? I believe the material plane is in the 20th century. You're quite tenacious to keep rolling forward, as it were, but I never quite understood mortals. Am I to understand that you cannot lie to me, yes? Well, that's in the details. But if you wish to check the clocks yourselves, you're more than welcome to. And on one of Ball's walls are just these beautiful, elaborate clocks, all kind of, some are more alien to you, some are more like grandfather clock-esque. There's some sundials, calendars, etc., etc. He's just kind of looking them all over. Oh. Might I ask you a question? Are you still going through Stygia? I think I have some words to share with Levistus. Ah, yes. <laughs> Don't we all? He's a little, uh, scamp, as it were, with the continuity of one's mind. But are you now armed with the knowledge that all of your friends' successes and failures and their triumphs and defeats have long since passed? Are you still determined to make it back to the surface? Knowing none of them will be there to meet you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was short because I was anticipating follow-up questions. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, okay, I suppose. Well, if it's no bother to you, then then keep rolling your boulder. But if it is a concern, if that's something you might like to write. I may have an option for you to explore. What are you offering me now? And he's... And he's very clearly not happy. (laughs) There's been some time since my last offering. And this one is similar. I still want to play a fun little prank on our dear Asmodeus by bringing a hole into the abyss. And my dear, you are the only one with a connection and means to do that. Now, what I shall say for this version of our deal is most realms, most planes of existence are on a linear timeline. The abyss being its big swirling thing of chaos that it is, 
the dimension itself and many of its entities exist outside of time. Now, if you were to open a rift through the abyss by doing a favor for me, I would help guide your way through, leaving a trail for you to follow back to the material realm. And where exactly you'd be spat out, when exactly you'd be spat out, is up in the air. But that might be better than being stuck down here. And if you were so inclined to meet your ex-patron where they stand, you might be able to negotiate something to aim you a little more accurately. Or you could choose to not do that and just roll your way through and end up some kind in the future long after your exploits have long since ended. I hate having to come up with these really, really big, important things to say. <laughs> Same. And having to roll to see if I'm going to either whisper them or shout them. <laughs> Dan, could he use remove curse on this, in theory? I suppose. All right, yeah, I'll use remove curse. <laughs> I'll, use one of my, <laughs> I'll use one of my remove curses on. Well, you see, cast remove curse on himself. Ugh, hate the cat. He sets his the, the boulder staff against a statue so it's not necessarily rolling away mm-hmm. and kind of sits and starts to meditate and kind of contemplate right there in front of Ball. He's just, <laughs> Ball isn't even an entity in the room anymore. You say it has been 100 years since I last passed this way or since I started? Like I said, you're somewhere in the 20th century now. Quick, ask if Dracula won. <laughs> Spoilers! I mean, about to say, that could be an interesting route to go is like asking what has happened. If he loses, then you know that we got this on lock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe you've done to be exact 32 laps through hell. He looks at his staff that is the same size as it was before, which implies that out of 32 laps, he has never made it past Stygia. Stygia seems to be where the lost souls get stuck. Or misguided, turned around shown things that are not real, things that can be, things that would be, things that are not. He picks his staff up again. I will consider your offer, but I have to speak with another Devil Lord before I make any choices. Right, before you go, though, through your 32 laps, I will say you've been a terrible gossip and have not kept up your end of our unofficial bargain. So I will ask that I leave a little piece of myself with you to travel along with you so I can hear the words of the Devil Lords themselves along your way. No, I've already got somebody doing that. Oh? He points to the ring. (laughs) Can Ball deduce anything about this ring? I'll say you know as much as Imhotep does. Okay, that there's something listening through the ring, but the ring empowers him? Yes. Okay. My tag-along would be less like a little accessory and more like a friend. Just a friendly little devil to sit on your shoulder and listen to everything going along the way. And out of one of Ball's cuffs slinks a little slug. (laughs) Take this with you. Picks it up between his fingers. If you get stuck along the way, I might be able to assist. Where do I put it? On your cute little collar. Like I said, a devil on your shoulder. It can slither around. Yeah. Oh. 
they can go in your rib cage and stuff and like through mm -hmm. all of your oh, organs. The slug crawls in, the slug crawls out. <laughs> the slug plays pickily on your snout. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> so he kind of sets it onto his collar piece and just kind of lets it do its thing and he's just like <sighs> wonderful all right please continue on your way and i will say if you don't make a deal with me about ripping a hole in the abyss the odds are that your patron will find you regardless and plunge you into the depths with no guidance where your spirit will likely be rich Atom by atom, and consumed into the darkness to be transformed into one of its hideous, beautiful new creations. So, either make the deal with me here and now, or succumb to your old friend. I have not seen my old friend, I have not heard from my old friend, and I do not know if I need my old friend. Ooh. Well, then I will leave you with this. On one of your previous runs, I was going on about my favorite phrases and things that have transformed their meanings over time. But one way ending escapes me. Curiosity killed the cat. Maybe you can cruise on that in your mind a little bit and tell me what you think about that along your way. But till then, to the loo. Curiosity killed the cat with satisfaction, brought it right back. Uh, armed with this new knowledge that it's been a hundred years and that he can't remember any of that hundred years. He's gonna keep going through Maladomini and he's gonna keep moving. All right, and as you make your way out of the cave system, back towards the cliffside and mountains that spiral up around you through the wooden planks and roughshod scaffolding, you push your way up and Similarly, all of the imps that you had previously cavorted with are nowhere to be found. And the cliff starts to give way to brimstone and the heat rises sharply as you make your way through the molten magma trails that spill their way off the cliffside. And at an accelerated rate, far more than before you see the tortured and damned remains of souls that have been twisted into lemurs, screaming, clutching, and reaching out to you as an enormous amount of them flow down the path of this lava trail. So he sees all these lemurs that are coming down a lot faster than they did before. And he kind of grabs his um, vial of water, takes a breath, takes a moment. This already bothered him when it was a couple. And now that it's at such a rate, he kind of has to just push past it. That's all he can do. Does this make Emotep think about what the reality and the material plane might be like now? Yeah. And as he presses on, the guards surrounding the imprisonment facility are similarly nowhere to be seen. As he looks in the windows passing by, they are all gathered and clustered around Glacia, who is giving them orders, sending them every which way to other higher up levels of hell. She gives you a brief over the shoulder glance before looking back to the team and continuing to give orders. And off in the corner, you see a bovine shaped imp with six arms, a pair of arms coming out of the shoulders, a pair of arms coming out of the back, and a pair of arms 
where the pair of arms would be. <laughs> and with all six arms, he is standing between three different security systems, operating all of them simultaneously. Ben, I'm going to toss it on over to you. So Durza is just staring up at the different monitors. Like, he's been doing this for so long. Two sets of arms are just crossed in thought, while the other two are just, like, earning knobs and, like, adjusting levels and, make, and like, switching through cameras Five Nights at Freddy's style, just making sure everything is in tip-top shape. And he's muttering, he's like, all right, so we might need some more ammunition over on the West Wing. We can also use a few more guard posted here to make sure the Eastern entrance is well guarded, but uh, what to do about this spot right here? Don't make me do the Mecha Carney voice. Not just one Mecha Carney. We need three of them. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I finally look over and look at Imhotep. I'm like, uh, what do you want? Uh, he's got two hands on the boulder and his sacred wrappings start to kind of flow out and he just one of them kind of bends and twists into the shape of a thumbs up because he also effectively has six hands. Tell me what you want or leave. I'm busy. You're quite rude. <laughs> That's it. He just leaves. He's done. <laughs> you're, you're rude. Excellent. Thank you for the cameo, Ben. <laughs> you're welcome. Anyway, you continue to march on out of Malbolgi, past where the lava begins to solidify and crisp as the temperature drops and the wind picks up and accelerates. You make your way back up towards the icy glaciers at the edge of the River Styx and brace yourself to re-enter Stygia. Before I go and talk to Levistus, can I go see if Thanatos is still around? Yeah, if you want to go to Thanatos first, then that's up to you. I'd like to go to see Thanatos first. Okay, so you make your way into Stygia, and as you are walking through this path, Agor and the Warthog are still up the hill a decent ways, and Agor is not very well acquainted with steering as he is trying to navigate his way down. He sees you from atop and says, Wait there, I will reconvene with you and we can continue our mission. Before you do, I have a question I would ask. Are you like yelling it up the mountain over the warthog? Uh, well, I'm, I'm watching this warthog career. It's looking like someone who's never played Halo. It's flipping, it's spinning, it's doing all this crazy shit. And just like, what a hashtag noob, am I right? And I thought my driving was rough, boy. <laughs> and Agora clambers down off of the warthog and says, Sorry, you started to say something, but I couldn't hear you over the cliffside and the car. You say that our mission needs to continue. I assume it is the same mission to defeat the three-headed thing. It is the same mission that you agreed upon to defeat Thanatos, the great white ancient dragon. Ah, now I see. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He immediately does a heel turn <laughs> and he's gonna go talk to the business. Hey, Darius, did you hear something? What? I swear to God, someone was almost here. Yeah, someone was. That utter, that utter something. Back to the back of the <laughs> And will say, hop in. This will be a quicker way of ingress. To Levistus or the dragon? I would prefer you drive, so that is completely up to you. <laughs> Very well. 
And so he uh, hops into the warthog. Okay, and the warthog takes off. Garys, you hear the warthog approaching and then going in a different direction. Oh, come on. I just thought I'd get a look at part of this room. Oh, I missed that guy. I wanted to ask him how his wife was doing. Yeah, I like the, the story that he has about the fun scarabeal. The sparkles or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I like the sparkle story. Nah, he's looking at like 30 times. He'll be back later. Not true. We have to play, <laughs> we have to play Pete Uncle later. All right. And as you begin to approach the cave, once again, you do not remember entering the cave. You are just suddenly in front of Levistus. And with a gore by your side, you approach. You once again prostrate yourself before the Lord of Betrayal. The Prince of Traitors. You can stop that. <laughs> but it just sounds so much better when I do it in a set of three. <laughs> the first time I came through here, it was entertaining. Now that I see just how much you live up to all of your titles, I don't like them. Well, it has taken you long enough to understand the nature of our agreement. And I need you to roll either Arcana or Insight. 22. Holy cow, dude. Someone's rolling really good. So with a 22, you will be able to preempt what's about to happen. So you notice as he is doing a little bit of a rapier flourish, and as you look to your stone staff in hand that has not significantly changed in size since you've come through before, and as he is pulling out the contract, you realize that what you have been carrying since you've been in Stygia is not the boulder you started with. And he presents the contract and says, Your name is signed on this agreement. We have both entered into this contract. Willingly, I would reduce your boulder in size, and you would carry out the favor for me. You have not lived up to your end of the bargain, so I shall take away mine and the staff grows an eighth in size. Okay. I shall return my insignia to your boulder and allow you to pass once you hold up to your end of the bargain. You do not seem to have made good use of what I have done with your boulder, so I do not see why you should have the upper hand in this negotiation. What was the terms of our bargain? Read them to me. Levistus presents the contract to you and confidently reads aloud, In exchange for services rendered to my discretion, that you eliminate the target of my choosing, my signature and insignia shall be applied to the boulder. This exchange can happen in either direction, in either order. But upon this boulder, my insignia shall allow you passage beyond, assuming that you live up to eliminating the target of my choice. And the name fluctuates a few times, but your signature remains steadfast. I kind of look at him for a second. You have removed the symbol from the boulder, yes? I have indeed. You will not receive it again until you hold up to your end of our bargain. And the little ball slug is like creeping along your collar. Who is it that you need taking care of? Because last I remember coming through here, it was a gorgon. Now it is a dragon. Somehow I feel in the last hundred years, from what I understand, probably had to deal with other 
things that you just did not want to touch yourself or rather could not touch kind of taps the ice just kind of (laughs) knowingly the little black blob that shifts around darts towards where you are tapping and swirls around your hand he doesn't like it when you tap the glass i see that you are getting a bit more cheeky what is the last thing that you remember how many times have you been through this layer by your own estimation once this is my second his eyes are gonna narrow fascinating in that case you may resume your first charge and eliminate Garion Vyarchvind. Before I do, from my understanding, I believe it would be 32 times that I have been here that I do not recall. Kind of holds up the ring. Somebody is listening in on me and I don't recall inviting them. I remember this one. This one is new. He points to the slug. <laughs> and as far as I can tell, I have never made it past in that hundred years and there is one thing I do not appreciate it is having my own mind tampered with it is one of the few things I still have kind of points to his body (laughs) and yet you cavort with the lord of lies I grant you the prince of betrayal is not a significant difference on that front (laughs) I I was going to say but you place your trust in strange entities fine 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 I shall be honest with you. It has been 32 times that you have made your way through this lair, and you have not lived up to your bargain. Any of those 32 times that you have made your way and prostrated yourself before Levistus! Crosses it, just sits down cross legged. <laughs> like, like, not prostrate, just frustrated. <laughs> you are taking the fun out of this whole exchange. Good. All right, fine. I shall change the target on this contract one final time. And the name of your charge to defeat turns to Agor the Primal. <gasps> Not Agor. Oh. Oh. Prove yourself before the Lord of Betrayal and betray your ally. And then you shall be allowed to pass. Our agreement shall be fulfilled and you will be free to go. He stands up, looks at Agor walks back over towards Levistus and looks at the contract very carefully. Go ahead and roll either investigation or insight. Ah, that's an 18. Oh, how low. (laughs) (laughs) It was an 11 on the dice. With an 18 insight, you can tell that he's being truthful that he will reduce the boulder that you have in your hands by one size category. Hey, Dan? Yes. Can I cast Dispel Magic at 4th level on the boulder? By 4th level, I mean cast it as a 3rd level spell, but with my ring, it's a 4th level spell. Sure thing. Please describe Dispel Magic. So, he looks at the contract, he looks at the boulder, and he begins to draw runes and sigils and hieroglyphs on the boulder that kind of light up with the same magical light that's in his eyes. And when he finally draws this complicated looking, I want to say like a pictograph of like a hieroglyphs on it. He taps it and casts his dispel magic on the boulder. And Levistus will say, How very clever of you. This is a repeat of lap number 18. And just like lap number 18, you will not remember any of this. And he flourishes his rapier and you are suddenly whisked away to another part of Stygia. Your memory is still intact, though, as the ball slug intervenes. 
and absorbs the blow. So you now find yourself back outside on the Warthog with Agor, who will say to you, we need to return to our mission to eliminate the Irenes. Oh my god. <laughs> my suggestion would be to go to their leader, Garion the Archfiend. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Garion. Hell yes! Garion the Garys. Gary and the Garys, is that what you call them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Uh, so he rolls up. Oh my gosh, look who it is. It's him, it's a cool jerky man. <laughs> I've been definitely better. And Thanatos, the ancient white dragon, is chilling nearby with Gary and the Archfiend. Make this simple. Whose side are you on this time? Well, I can tell you it's not fucking Levistus. What an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, finally comes around. Yeah. I know, this is just like numbers 17, 19, 24, and 28. Could you do me a huge favor? Depends on the favor. Uh, go, go learn to drive the Warthog. There's a nice course over there, I think. You can go and practice over there. <laughs> you know, out of earshot. A little Mario Kart course. Oh, uh, oh, oh, should, should we, should we remove the symbol? Ah, uh, sure, it's fine. Alright. <laughs> I step on any symbols, and I die, <laughs> and I don't remember this conversation, whose fault is it going to be? Uh, and Agor, on his way out, will drive over the symbol. <laughs> <laughs> We were out of range this time! <laughs> See, guys? I learned, I learned. We were outside the radius. I appreciate that, Gary. Oh, thank you. Well, that is an 11 plus 3. <laughs> yeah, that's, n- that's not gonna do it. So Agor is racked with pain and stuck in place, pressed up against the gas pedal. As he is just in agonizing pain, the warthog just slowly drifts away. (laughs) Why's it gotta be slow? Oh, poor guy. Sorry. Sorry, Gore. You know, I feel bad for the poor guy, but like... eh. Yeah, he keeps budding up with Levistus. Anyway, I have a question for you, Garion. I'm sure we have at least three answers. Yeah, at least. (laughs) I am currently doing the boulder trial. A classic. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) You've been through here so many times. I understand that you and Levistus are currently having a disagreement over who is control of Stygia. Yeah, it's a bit of a turf war, but he's a nice cube, so like, who's really in charge, am I right? How many ERDs did he send to get there? Right. (laughs) 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 I say we have more points at this point. Which means, in theory, I don't need to talk to Levistus. Do you think you could... Touch my boulder and see if it shrinks. Uh, I don't know the question, but I really want to. God damn it. <laughs> all right, Imhotep, make a charisma saving throw. Uh, that is a 12. You know, because I want 
because that conversation got real uncomfortable, I want it to just end immediately. So no, that's not a 12. <laughs> that's a one. This is me cashing in the devil's bargain. <laughs> Look at us helping. <laughs> So, as you brace yourself and you feel the abyssal energy start to creep over you, you feel your will sapped away by this little slug writhing through you (laughs) as that 12 flips into a one. (laughs) Projected out from this little slug. What does that one mean? What are you trying to say? I think it refers to the game mechanics. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah. Why are we getting mad at no! <laughs> All of this around you begins to fade into nothingness, and you feel yourself beginning to descend through the floor as you become less corporeal. Oh good, more souping into the floor. Just what I was wanting. You fall through the ground, and you see the layer of Stygia above you begin to compress and recede off in the distance as you continue to fall through nothingness. And then the same thing happens with Malbolgi as that lava-logged prison passes you by and recedes smaller and smaller into the sky as each of these begin to fold and flatten into two-dimensional planes. Same thing with Maladomini. Same thing with Cania, same thing with Nessus. You continue to fall deeper and deeper and further and further as you fade out and each of these layers of hell begin to compress into these flat planes and squares above you. And you begin to pass through layers of other planes of existence. You begin to feel the wisps of the ethereal plane pass you by and shrink and recede. You begin to see into strange other realms and layers beyond, as eventually you sink into this inky black cloud of nothingness as you are falling through layers of the abyss that begin to get less and less distinct with each one. And all of these layers compile above you and flatten one on top of another, on top of another, on top of another, as they all compress into this large stack of wiggly squares. And you can feel some heat begin to intensify (laughs) around you as rivers and pools of blood, invisible to your eye, but that you can feel tangibly, begin to sweep in around you and rise up through each of the layers and you exist in all of them simultaneously and then none of them, as you see them compiled into an enormous lasagna. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Heading into the infernal flames, they are incinerated, and what remains are orange and black stripes that encircle you. And those orange and black stripes All of the color drains out of them until they are simply white and black bars that swirl around you, that fill out into text of the Necronomicon that arranges themselves before you into a series of abyssal runes. 
and forbidden knowledge and arcane magic. As each of these layers fold in on each other, compressed down into boxes that fold into a newspaper crossword puzzle. And the runes rearrange themselves before your eyes to say, if curiosity killed the cat, what brought it back? And as you say that, the letters spill out of your mouth and arrange themselves in the cubes of the crossword puzzle that then fold like origami into a cat that strides up to you through this nothingness as you are surrounded by this void. You have no sense of direction or space as this thing seems to move with its own set of physics that pass through, around, over, and below you simultaneously. And kaleidoscopically, this origami cat encircles you. You have been lost for a long time, child. I can return you where you will be found. I can bring you my power and help you to overcome the dangers that you face. What you need to do is continue to acquire knowledge. Read the book. Read the pages. Not just the words, but the words between the words. And you start to see pages of the Necronomicon fall all around you, and you feel the tiger poster from your grip begin to slip up and wrap around you and fold and shape into different pages of the text of the Necronomicon, and you can see small fleeting bits of movement in between the words and beneath and between the lines. Compile more knowledge. Gain more awareness. You know of me. You must know me. Ball is going to chime in and whisper in its gross little sluggy, Lost soul, I can get you out of here, but you must call on me in order for me to use my powers. You cannot fall into its grasps. He kind of looks at the slug and looks back up at the entity that is no longer in front of him, but is around inside, over, under... Yes. (laughs) I have learned much about the way of things since I have been here in the infernal plains. And I have come to realize that things are not done without a cost. You grant me your powers, tell me to seek knowledge, to know you. For what purpose? I read some pages when we acquired them to understand better and... He kind of flexes his hand. You joined me. To what end? Everyone I have found here has had some use of me. Information, entertainment, disrupting things. You are still unknown to me. If you wish for me to know you, why make it so unknowable? Why hide yourself? the way that you do, and present yourself in such ways, instead of simply saying, do this. It is the nature of what I am. 
Yes, some strange non-Euclidean 24th dimension <laughs> entity. Break it down to a three-dimensional form. <laughs> Something that I can understand. The knowledge exists, but not in your world. Not in your plane. The knowledge exists through the book. You must acquire the knowledge from the book. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction is what shall bring me back. I cannot exist in your world without the knowledge of my existence. You know more than most. I seek for you to know all. And as he says all, you feel in that moment for the next 60 seconds approximately, you know and have the ability to cast every single spell. I know all the spells and I have the ability to cast them? Yes, and that ability will be whisked away from you in 60 seconds starting now. Dan, you're giving me a wish spell. Hurry up and cast it then. (laughs) And cast it right. You know what? You know what? I wish. Mm. Hurry! Five, four, three, two, one. And the knowledge is gone. I stare at my patron. The knowledge of all things can be yours if you read the tome. Did he end up making a wish or no? No. Okay. The wastrel. Just out of curiosity, what would you have wished for? Because you might get an opportunity later down the line, and I need to know what to prepare for. (laughs) I had the obvious one of I wish to return to the mortal plane to assist my allies. That was the obvious one. The less obvious was I wish to wind back the previous lapse and return to the first time that I went to meet with Levistus. It is done. Oh. Know of me more. Learn more of me. So that I may exist. And you feel yourself getting pulled backwards. Everything plays back in reverse at high speed. And you find yourself on your first lap through Stygia. Off on a cliffside overlooking, you see yourself pushing the boulder as Agor the Primal runs up to you and says, Park the boulder there. And you are watching as you in your past self confusedly go along with it. And he says, there is no time to explain. Get in the car and drive. Your past self magnetically clinks to the wheel (laughs) and the warthog takes off, and you see your boulder, the correct boulder, sitting where you left it. As your past self begins to drive off in a direction that you do not remember driving in your first loop, as a gore is taking you off on a beaten path. Lost soul, I have a question for you. Ask it. According to the contract previously stated by Levistus, I noticed that you had a dealing with him for him to put his sigil on your boulder before completing the contract. Is this correct? 
We worked it out, yes. Well, thought we'd worked it out. What greater betrayal for the Prince of Betrayals? If you were to just grab your boulder now and leave. It has the sigil. That's all you need. Not at this point, it doesn't. This is before. Oh. This is before that. This is going to meet Levistus. Aha. Uh-huh. That being said. That being said, this is the past. You know what will happen. Change the status quo. Hmm. See, how much time bullshit do I want to throw into Dan's <laughs> campaign? Because I was planning on just saying, yeah, reset and just go back to that first time with like the knowledge of what's happened. Not this. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> Dan start thinking about some weird tiny shit because I'm probably going to start making some paradoxes. I already have. Okay, good. I'm going to go take the boulder and start rolling it towards Thanatos's lair again. What I will say, you do see Agor and your past self. Past Hotep. Past Hotep. <laughs> are not heading directly towards Levistus. So you will need to be careful not to interact with them as they are going down a path that you do not remember before you were snatched up and placed before him. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to leave the boulder for now because it's not rolling anywhere. I'm just going to leave the boulder and I'm going to hightail it not to not to Thanatos, but I'm going to go hightail it to Garion first. Okay. <laughs> His new best friend. I'm going to say roll stealth to not be spotted and cause a paradox. Ooh, here we go. That's a five. Hey. With a five, your past self does not see you, but a gore does. And a gore begins to reroute the warthog to intercept future Hotep. <gasps> but he's not driving. That's true. Imhotep is driving. Um, he begins to reroute past Hotep towards future Hotep. Damn it. You're free to make a bargain at any time. Well, there's a bunch of, like, stuff going on over this way. Uh, you know what? My ironies are about to just go absolutely swarm both Imhoteps and Agor. <laughs> I was gonna say, because I remember that, like, the ironies did attack. They did attack. They did attack after the first encounter with Levistus. After Levistus. Yeah. But... That doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Mm-hmm. We've got a new route happening already. Mm-hmm. Little butterfly changes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I know what we're going to do for shits and giggles. Dan? I look at a gore and Imhotep, and with the power of my new fancy ring, uh, I cast Banishment at fifth level, oh. which banishes both of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, they must succeed a charisma saving throw. Can I just say that since it's Imhotep, can I just choose to fail? <laughs> <laughs> yep, Agor rolled a five. Sweet. Cool, I choose to fail that one. <laughs> Past Hotep sees future Hotep. His mind breaks for a second and just, <laughs> just lets it happen. Imhotep. Ah, ooh, wah, oh, ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Echoing into nothingness. Let me see, what was the range on Banish? <laughs> so they had to be within 60 feet of me to cast Banishment. So they were really close when I cast that. Um, they're pulled out of the uh, Warthog. Are you going to take the car? I'm going to take the Hell car because yeah. if the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears in the space it left or in the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. If that space is very much not occupied. They will just spawn in and drop <laughs> to the floor. Because <laughs> the car is gone. <laughs> Ball slug on your collar is like, hey, hell yeah, Grand Theft Auto, let's go. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, ball slug, you take the turret. <laughs> All right, ball slug, you're in charge of Just guns. This tiny little slugs like sliding down on the trigger. <laughs> I am all out of fourth level spell slots. <laughs> That's fine. We'll just kill you. You'll get him back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I kind of roll up. The first thing I'm going to do is the thaumaturgy and basically shout out. Wait, I come to talk. I come to talk. Not on behalf of Levistus. Oh, oh shit. Ooh. Oh, good. Because we hate that guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sure. Say less, <laughs> cool. So uh, he rolls up, hops out of the warthog. Uh, actually. I'm sorry. Is that, is that soul a mummy? Can you desiccate a soul? You're asking a lot of questions. I don't have the answer, nor do I necessarily want the answer to That's some Mephistopheles bullshit right there. That's definitely some Mephistopheles bullshit. I know it when I see it. Anyway, (laughs) chances are, if things go the way I'm expecting, I'm going to be coming this way with another guy in a little bit. They're looking for this. Um, I have it here. You're more than welcome to kill them. Don't kill me. Like, like I'm going to hide if the, if it comes to that. Kill them. That's whatever. I don't care. Um, I have a lot to exposit. Point is, have you heard of the Boulder Trial? Uh, I think so. The version of me oy, having to explain time stuff. So uh, I am from the future about 100 years from now. And um, yeah. I'm going to, this version of me that is coming to you in a little bit has made a deal with Levistus, and that deal is going to go probably about as well as I imagine you expect, so better than I expect, worse than I expected, but probably what you expect. Wait, I feel like you're shirking the responsibility here. If this is you in the past, you made a deal with Levistus. Yes, and now I'm trying to fuck myself over so that I can get out of here. I think I just got it. So, look, 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 look. I'm going to make Levistus incredibly happy by betraying myself in the past to get myself an advantage in the future. Oh, I thought you were betraying Levistus. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was also down yes. for betraying Levistus, so, but also it yes. sounds also like yes. you're doing what he wants. Also yes, also yes. I was going to say that's, that's whole no, no, Also right very there. much yes, we're going to be betraying Levistus. But I need your help to do that. Many would argue, I think even Levistus would argue, that you are truly the one in charge of Stygia here, yes? In that case... I mean, shoot, we got, like, a really cool neighbor up north. Oh, Thanatos the dragon? Oh, you know that guy, though? Oh, you see, um... So, more past stuff, more stuff of before betraying him. Um, I definitely recruited him to help me kill you. Sorry about that. Oh. He's a really chill guy, though. He is a wonderfully chill guy. Huh. Yes, I am funny like that. I'm circling back around to thinking that you're sort of an antagonistic force to us. And it's gonna look like I'm getting ready no, to No, 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 listen, I'm trying, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to... The point is, the version of me that is coming is yes, not 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 your friend. This version of me is your friend. Version in the truck is your friend. Version not in the truck, not your friend. Wait, tell me something that you would only tell your friends. Uh, I, I need to know a dark secret. Yeah. Give me a moment. Let me think for a second. In the meantime, I'm going to be drawing this really cool picture on the floor. <laughs> Don't <think about> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Something that I would only tell my friends. Yeah. And then that way, if we run into that stupid paradox of like, who's who and who do we kill, then we just say like, okay, well, who's, who's that special secret thing that she told us that only we would know? Yeah. 
Okay. Something truly deep to show that I can be trusted in the fact that I'm going to be betraying somebody else by using you and... <laughs> I mean, pets, like, that'd be great. Oh, if that's all you're looking for, then then um, I'm going to not say the thing I was going to say because it was really, really... No, I said the thing you were going to say! Oh, <laughs> you can't just open the box like that and be like, oh, I'm not going to say Like, come on. I regret what I did to my wife for the pain that I caused her and more so the pain that she feels now after her death thousands of years ago. And if I could do anything and truly go back to fix one thing, it would be that. I feel like an analysis of your character would sort of let us into it that, but fine, that's fine. No, yeah, I think that's nothing. I've had plenty of time to think. That's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say that's a good, that's a good shit right there. I'll take that, man. All right, we're bros. Uh, shit, man, look. I give you a gigantic, like, fist bump. <laughs> I got you, man. I feel like I see you now. I understand your whole deal. Catch your vibe. I catch your vibe. I appreciate you catching my vibe. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was her name? Her name was... Anksunamun. Oh, that's cute. That's pretty. All right. So, if time should come that you need to decide between the two of us, simply, you know, mention that name. And if one of us is surprised and potentially shocked and hurt that you said it, that's the one that you don't like. And if it's me, I'll give you a thumbs up. Oh, sounds good. Thumbs up. So, as I was saying, I'm going to take my car. I have a boulder that I have to collect. And I would be honored, Lord Garion, Garion, and Garion, if you would put your stamp of approval on my boulder, that I may make my way through Stygia and leave you to rule over against the impotent devil lord trapped in a block of ice. I mean, hell yeah, we never get to stamp these fucking things. Yeah. I know, everyone always says, oh, look, this, this, please sign my boulders because he's got a stupid reindeer. I mean, in his in his defense, that, that curse of L was kind of neat. But I'm interested to see what your stamp will look like. I'm very interested to see your stamp. Gary, do the honors. He is not carrying the rock. Oh. I was going to say, I have to go and collect oh, the boulder. Oh, all right. We could sign that little slug that's the other. No! As I looks at the little ball slug. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him touch me. Hi, ball. I thought that you got better from the whole slug thing, but apparently not. Uh, Imhotep, roll Arcana. Uh, that is a 20... That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> I did get better. This is just a, a fun little side effect. With your above 20 Arcana, <laughs> you feel the warthog beneath you slowly begin to decorporealize and you can sense that a similar thing is going to happen to you. It is getting psychically rended away by Levistus. So you will be having an audience with him shortly, but you have a small window of time to be able to preempt that and try to get around that if you so choose. Let me get all of our wibbly-wobbly tiny-wimey events in a row. Your banishment is about to wear off the car is disappearing beneath you and is going to reappear where Agor and Pastotep are. You feel that this is happening because Levistus is setting it right, and you can feel that he is beginning to pull on your atoms to bring you over to him too. 
Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at Garion and say, down that direction, a couple maps back, you will find the boulder for my boulder trial. If you can stamp it, I will distract Levistus and keep him at an arm's length. I will sign no deals and you will have the satisfaction of knowing that I will be able to progress through here without causing any trouble to you and you will be causing a great dissatisfaction to Levistus. That's all I need. Uh, Erica, Jessica, Michelle, go, go get that boulder. Okay, so with that, to Levistus, you suddenly find yourself in front of Levistus. You are not in the proper timeline. There has been betrayal of some sort, which pleases me greatly. So please, explain yourself, interloper from the future. So, um, I'm gonna kind of look at the little ball slug. Well, you see, the great cat of Mephistopheles has this wonderful device where he believes it is very fun to send souls around the times and into the future or into the past, and so decided that it would be fun to get a one-up on Levistus. With a little bit of help from, he kind of looks at the slug, with a little help from Ball. <laughs> the Ball slug, like, squitches away. Roll deception. <laughs> and I'm going to set the DC for this at 19. Because he is lying, the Lord of Flies would like to use the help action. All right, so roll with advantage. Ooh. All righty. Uh, which is good because one of those is a natural one. The other one was an 18 plus one. Yes! Yes! So 19. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Lord That's of the Flies, cool. Lord of the Lies. And it was the, Lord, it, was the, it was the dice of the Lord of Flies bought me, which got it so good. <laughs> so Levistus will look at the ball slug on your shoulder, narrow his eyes, and say, They have meddled in my affairs in the past, but they shall continue to do so no longer. Return to your Lord, little slug. And he will quickly unsheath and resheath his rapier, and the ball slug is gone. Little <laughs> samurai flick. <laughs> and the ball slug is gone. So now Imhotep, it is just you. I assume you are here for the boulder trial. Well, y- yes and no. Here is the agreement that I will make with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I simply want to see a betrayal. And I need a plaything. You are from a different time, and I've already sensed a growing paradox. I can repair the damage to the time stream by ensuring that the two of you do not meet upon this layer. It will be- It's already happened. <laughs> I am aware. I am already doing a little bit of fixing up. I thought it was funny. <laughs> from your past self's perspective, You will suddenly be presented in front of me. He will not remember being whisked away from the car. And the car will be crashed off to the side. Things will all be explained away. He will have no recollection or memory of this. Very well. And he presents a blank contract in front of you. And the terms spell out and do not change. Imhotep will be his property to toy around with and send to deceive and send in circles endlessly and says I only need 
for one Impotem to sign on this contract. And then, my insignia is yours upon the real true boulder. You are free to go. If you will do a favor to the Lord of Betrayal and betray yourself. Before you wrote these terms out for me, you simply said that I have to betray somebody. Do you not believe that I am able to betray anybody that is not myself? Do you think so little of me that I am only able to dupe myself? Well, if I am being honest, yes. <laughs> hmm. Unless you have another case to present. Have the Irnies picked the boulder up already? Garion, make an intelligent saving throw. Oh no. Who wants to do it? Aaron! I'll, I'll give it a shot. Why Why not? Yeah, Aaron! <laughs> DC 24. Oh. Oh, but it's an intelligent saving throw? Yes. Ooh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's not one of my better ones. <laughs> Only a 21. <sighs> so the Irenes are en route to where the boulder is. Garion has now forgotten the instruction. His mind and memory have been messed with. He no longer remembers that he is trying to intercept the boulder to hold on your behalf. The Irenes just know that they are heading towards where the boulder is and should attack anything they find along the way that gets in their path. I feel like we're forgetting something. Now there are three of us. Don't be silly, yay. Uh, shit. Well, because the deal that I was gonna make was to have Garion do the whole thing that we agreed upon for the boulder and then have the term of the deal be I have to dupe somebody and betray them that considered themselves a better of Imhotep, which would have been betraying Levistus. That was where my head was at. Here's what I'll say. Other two heads of Garion also make an intelligent saving throw. Thank God. Still DC 24. But mm. only one of you needs to succeed. You gotta do it, Grayson. I rolled a two plus whatever. Uh, what was the DC? 24. I got like a 23. God! Oh! To be fair, we only have a plus four, so the DC was get a nat 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know off the top of my head what your guys' saving throws were, but I know that they were in the ridiculous range for most of your stats. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, everything except intelligence, apparently, which is interesting. So, yep, 23. Not quite enough. Okay, now I feel like we forgot something. Are you... <laughs> what, what were you talking about earlier, uh, other Garys? Oh, uh, I mean, you said not to be silly, so I was... I don't know. And up looks outside the caves and just see the Bjarnies just floating around the boulder, just like... Okay, they're not picking that up. All right. And... There will be no more deceiving this version. He kind of like motions to himself. No more deceiving this version of me. Yes? That is correct. And as a show of good faith, this is going to really suck for me. But I take it that you have a bit of a mischievous streak. Potentially. <laughs> Could you do me a favor and invert the controls of those letters <laughs> and I am not going to enjoy when it happens, but I also cannot wait to see the look on your past self's face. You know what? It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and so, yeah, he'll go over and he'll fiddle with the controls. It is a small gesture, but you see that I am willing to put myself through torment in order to torment someone else. 
Betrayal means an awful lot to me. <laughs> so I would really like for the steel to go through. And I will not betray this version of you if I can freely just relish the enjoyment of betraying your past self. You know what? Fine. I am just... Oh, but what if I die again and I have to walk back through here? In that case, that would be on you to avoid yourself, to not cause a paradox. But if you are clever enough, it should not be an issue. Most of you will not remember anyway. He kind of just sighs. Whatever, just give me the paper. And if it changes again, I'm going to... <laughs> and he hands you a contract that stays stationary and a quill with which to sign. He reads it very, very carefully three times to make sure that no words have changed before he signs it. And the second that you finish signing it, it snaps out of your hands. He unsheathes his rapier. Your boulder disappears from where it was stationed, reappearing in front of you. And he once again flourishes his sword, makes the cursive letter L, and the real boulder shrinks one size. So it is now medium size. And unfortunately, I do not have my stone shape, so I just have to start pushing the boulder. <laughs> As he is about to leave Levisus's cave, he goes, oh, um, if it is any consolation to you, if Garion was a little bit smarter, I was definitely just going to have him stamp it and just leave you betrayed. <laughs> that is a betrayal I can get behind. You are a man after my own, not soul, but whatever the immortal equivalent of a soul is. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your journey through the hills. I know I certainly will. Oh, I won't. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just remember. We were supposed to sign some guy's boulder. He's gonna be here soon, I guess. We'll just wait for him. And as you leave Levistus's cave, you can hear over your shoulder Agor and Pastotep appearing before Levistus, and you hear very faintly You prostrate yourself before the prince of traitors. The Lord of And like the whole speech goes on. Yep. <laughs> and you make your way, pushing forward, out of Stygia. Oh, thank God. That was very cool, but thank God that was starting to hurt my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you push this smaller boulder now towards the upper reaches of Stygia, you're making your way off of this glacier face, and there is a small icy bridge leading across the northern tip of the River Styx up towards the fourth layer of Phlegathos. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this is more encouraging than it is demoralizing. You roll the boulder past the halfway point. There we go. So as you carefully trod over this icy bridge, the temperature begins to increase a little bit. It stops being quite so oppressive and you make your way along a river path as the ice begins to melt, you start to see that what has been flowing through it is not water, but blood. Gross. And you make your way along the path towards a very large dam that blood is spilling out over and then solidifying and freezing into the icy pathway that you have just walked over. You know what Imhotep is going to say as soon as he walks up and it sees it. Damn. <laughs> 
And as you say that, you see that there is a line of souls making their way to this dam. There's a bit of infrastructure there, and there's a long line that you start to form in the back of. And a couple of souls in front of you and a few imps that are monitoring this line of souls say to you, Oh, please, we've heard that joke so many times! <laughs> well, I have only heard it the once, so bleh! <laughs> we are the outcasts, the misfits, you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste For the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid We know it's awful dreadful, but we like it Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call The world is falling apart, we'll never take it to heart Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dean Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Special thanks to our patrons, including Len Inc. 13, Emperor Palpatine, Sparks Witty, CJ, and Harley Q135. If you want to join our cult and hear your name entered into the pool of credit shoutouts, as well as get access to our fan Discord, bonus mini-campaigns, and one-shots, then head over to our Patreon and sign up for just five bucks a month. If you want to help us out in other ways, spread the word to your friends and family, or leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com slash dndark. Dark's cast this episode is Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, The Mummy, and Jordan Nelson, Aaron Coffold, and Grayson Norman as Garion the Archfiend. This episode also featured Ben Magnet as Durza the Binder. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni, recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Listen to new episodes of DN Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts. You see, my catalog would be less like a little accessory and more like a friend. Just a friendly little devil to sit on your shoulder and listen to everything going along the way. And if you wish... Is it a little devil that's going to be weirdly horny? <laughs> He's like... Excuse you! All right, Kendra, jigs up. Come on out. <laughs> <laughs> Looks around for chains. You know, I shan't spare with them. They're too darling. <laughs>